0: Welcome to the TiWu Podcast. Today is January 27th, 2023, and this is episode number 26. Um, so I just did an episode yesterday, but I really wanted to do another episode today um, about a show that I recently finished watching and I've been meaning to talk about. And um, so, yeah, the show that I watched um, it's called The Watcher and it's on Netflix. Um, and the show is based off of an article that was written in the New York Magazine um, by a writer named Reeves Weidman. Um, The title of the article is The Watcher, a Family Bought Their Family House, but according to the creepy letters they started to get, they weren't the only ones interested in it. I'm going to read a portion of the article to you now. One night in June 2014, Derek Brodis had just finished an evening of painting at his new home in Westfield, New Jersey, when he went outside to check the mail. Derek and his wife, Maria, had closed on the six-bedroom house at 657 Boulevard three days earlier and were doing some renovations before they moved in. So there wasn't much in the mail except a few bills and a white card-shaped envelope. It was, ad- it was addressed in thick, clunky handwriting to the new owner, and the typed note inside began warmly. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. For the Brotuses buying 657 Boulevard had fulfilled a dream. Maria was raised in Westfield, and the house was a few blocks from her childhood home. Derek grew up working class in Maine, then moved his way up the ladder at an insurance company in Manhattan to become a senior vice president with a salary large enough to afford the $1.3 million house. The Brotuses had bought 657 Boulevard just after Derek celebrated his 40th birthday, and their three kids were already debating which of the house's fireplaces Santa Claus would use. But as Derek kept reading the letter from his new neighbor, it took a turn. How did you end up here? The writer asked. Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? The letter went on. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. The author's reconnaissance reno- had apparently already begun. The letter identified the Brodus' Honda Minivan as well as the workers renovating the home. I see already that you have flooded six five seven Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be, the person wrote. Tisk Tisk Tisk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. Earlier in the week, Derek and Maria had gone to the house and chatted with their new neighbors while their children, who were 5, 8, and 10 years old, ran around the backyard with several kids from the neighborhood. The letter writer seemed to have noticed. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. The anonymous correspondent wrote before asking if there were more on the way. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them. And draw them to me. The letter had no return address. Who am I? The person wrote. There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. The letter concluded with a suggestion that this message would not be the last. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Followed by a signature typed in a cursive font, the watcher. It was after 10 p.m. and Derek Brotus was alone. He raced around the house turning off the lights so no one could see inside, then called Westfield Police Department. An officer came to the house, read the letter, and said, What the fuck is this? He asked Derek if he had enemies and recommended moving a piece of construction equipment from the back porch in case the watcher tried to toss it through a window. Derek rushed back to his wife and kids, who were living at their old home elsewhere in Westfield. That night, Derek and Maria wrote an email to John and Andrea Woods, the couple who sold them 657 Boulevard, to ask if they had any idea who the watcher might be or why he or she had written. I asked the Woods to bring me young blood and it looks like they listened. Andrea Woods replied the next morning. A few days before moving out, the Woods had also received the letter from the watcher. The note had been odd, she said, and made similar mention of the watcher's family observing the house over time. But Andrea said she and her husband had never received anything like it in their 23 years in the house and had thrown the letter away without much thought. That day, the woods went with Maria to the police station, where detective... Leonard Lugo told her not to tell anyone about the letters, including her new neighbors, most of whom she had never met, and all of whom were now suspects. The brotuses spent the coming weeks on high alert. Derek canceled a work trip, and whenever Maria took the kids to their new house, she would yell their names if they were wandered into a corner of the yard. When Derek gave a tour of the renovation to a couple on the block, he froze when the wife said, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. The Brotus's general contractor arrived one morning to find that a heavy sign he'd hammered into the front yard had been ripped out overnight. Two weeks after the letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples and check the mail. She recognized the thick black lettering on a card-shaped envelope and called the police. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard, the watcher wrote. The workers have been busy and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. This time, the watcher had addressed Derek and Maria directly, misspelling their names as Mr. and Mrs. Braddis. Had the watcher been close enough to hear one of the Broadus' contractors addressing them? The watcher boasted of having learned a lot about the family in the preceding weeks, especially about their children. The letter identified the Broadus' three kids by birth order and by their nicknames, the ones Maria had been yelling. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me, it said. You certainly say their names often. The letter asked about one child in particular whom the writer had seen using an easel inside an enclosed porch. Is she the artist in the family? The letter continued. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I passed by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Bradis family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a nice moving day. You know I will be watching. Derek and Maria stopped bringing their kids to the house. They were no longer sure when or if they would move in. Several weeks later, a third letter arrived. Where have you gone to? The watcher wrote. 657 Boulevard is missing you. So yeah, that's the part I wanted to share. And um, I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, but I definitely feel really spooked out. Um, I watched the show. And the show is about, I think, eight episodes. And it really goes through... Um, everything that's mentioned in the article, which um, I'm gonna share the entire reading of the article in a separate episode. It's very long. So that recording is gonna be um, about an hour or so. It's, it's so long. Um, and I wanted to share my feelings about it because um, I'm not sure if I, I, I think I did mention that we're gonna be moving soon and we're so excited to move to this new house and it's gonna be hopefully our forever home. We're gonna live there for a really long time. And um, after watching this, I got really spooked out and like, I, I'm sure this is not going to happen to us, but I like I can't even imagine, like, buying a new place. You know, you're excited. Um, you know, you're going to renovate it before you move in, too, which we're also going to do. We're going to redo the floors before we move in. And then right before you're going to s- start moving your stuff in, you get, like, letters threatening your family, basically. Um, it's such a horrible place to be in, honestly. I, I can't even imagine... Um, I wouldn't even know what to do at that point because, um, we're literally, this house is like gonna, it's like the biggest purchase we've ever made in our entire lives. And just to think that we can't possibly, like, that we might not be able to live there anymore is just kind of mind boggling. Um. And I just don't know how I would feel or, like, how I would react, right? Because it's like, would you really put your family at risk of danger just because of, like, this home? Or, like, you know, um, the article does go on to talk about, like, you know, what the family in response to the letters like they didn't move in at the like event they didn't move in at all actually they renovated the place and left it empty for a really long time and i think they tried to sell it as well but um they they're good people they um wanted to warn any of the future potential owners um of the letters that they received and obviously the fact that they did that it really scared people who wanted to buy the house so um they weren't able to sell it for a really long time and then the article that i read it was written in um i'm not sure i think 2018 or something like that and this happened in 2014 but then after the the show came out in 2020 there was an update after and they basically said that the house was sold to another family in 2019 and apparently they didn't receive any letters after that so that's really really weird it just seems like these letters might have been sent to that family like to harass them but i honestly wouldn't like what kind of person does that like it's such a mean thing to do like you just start sending threatening letters to this family who haven't even moved into this house yet and now they're so scared like i can't even imagine what kind of person would do that and and like why would they even do that At what like what is the reason so like it's strange because like because the father derek says he doesn't have any enemies and like the maria lady doesn't have any enemies either but i feel like you need to have enemies for this kind of thing to happen to you like who would want to do such a horrible thing to anybody right it's such a it, it it's so strange um but yeah it just after i watched like i think the first episode of the netflix special i was like oh my god so scared because i'm like what happened that if that happens to us, like I'll be so spooked and I really hoped it, it wouldn't. And then I started getting really paranoid and um, my partner, after we watched the first album, he like warned me. He's like, you know, I know you're going to start thinking about a lot of stuff. So I'm just going to tell you, like, don't otherwise we're going to have to stop watching this show because it's going to ruin our experience of like getting our new house. And obviously I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's totally true. But after I watched the first episode, like I have to finish this series, even if it's gonna like scare the living shit out of me, I like I gotta finish it. So I I did, and um, yeah, I really wanted to talk about it because I feel like buying a house is such a normal thing for people, right? Like people, uh, stages of life will be like they'll have the experience of like buying a new place or like moving to a new place and being excited about that. So. I feel like this kind of thing is, like, really relatable to everyone. Like, they understand the excitement of moving to a new home. And for that experience to be, like, ruined by a stranger is just, I think everyone would be really upset and be like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, you know. So it, was, it it's interesting because you would actually never think that someone would do this um, or that this could actually happen because it's so ridiculous Um, and the fact that it did and they weren't able to solve it is insane to me, especially in this day and age where you think like everyone is being monitored, everyone has a footprint, you know, that this person, whoever wrote this letter is getting away with it. And it's not even like it was written in like the 1970s or something, or this happened in the 1960s, you know, this is happening now. When literally we have like this, like we have smartphones and all that stuff. Literally, they can track you anywhere and everywhere. They could literally, they have cameras almost like in most places. It's, it's kind of insane that this is happening now. And like they weren't able to solve it, even with like DNA and all that stuff. So whoever wrote the letters was able to get away with it. Um, And they were never caught um, Which makes this a lot scarier and the fact that it's fairly recent Um, It it's kind of ironic that I actually started watching this show after we had bought our new house So Mm -hmm. I was really excited for our house just like this family was so I know this is not going to happen to me. The chances of this happening are very low. But the fact that it could happen is actually pretty scary. Um, and obviously, I hope it doesn't. So it's kind of just put me on the edge a little bit. Since we're getting closer and closer to our closing date. And closer and closer to when we're going to be moving into the house. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I'd share this. Um, I hope you enjoyed the reading. I'm going to upload another episode with the entire reading of the article. So just keep an eye out for that if you're interested. And yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a good night, good evening, and a good day. Bye.